This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. New features for 2017 as well. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League uh, reports that Kieran Foran has confined himself to his room listening to Cats in the Cradle on loop. Wayne Bennett forced a rewrite playbook after Milford's ballooning weight means players can't run lines without smashing into him. Shane Flanagan cements a Dallium Cuck of the Year award after prolapsing his anus for the NRL. Plus, we look back at all the action from Week 2 of the 2017 NRL Finals. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 273 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you going, man? I'm not as sad. Why not as sad? Uh, you were sad? Time heals all wounds. It does. It does. Wednesdays really do fucking work well yeah, as a recording time. They certainly do. Through the season, as your team loses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and even if, even in finals, you can get well and truly. But you know what? You, you, don't, you don't have anything else to jump onto, though, right? You know, you don't, what, you're not into, like, American football or... I look. I, I tried last year. Um, I, th- I I think I ended up on on the Giants because they were the only ones that oh, I was Jesus. ever gonna yeah see be able possibly to see live possibly yeah. see live yeah. Um, Fucking hell! Didn't that what what a terrible selection criteria that was. Then <laughs> then somebody actually pointed out to me that like supporting that team means getting up at three in the morning and. Well, I mean, supporting most. I mean, the oh, well, we don't we don't have a common a common game time in Australia for for NRL games, like because now they're spread out completely. Yeah. But back in the day, I remember like Sunday three o'clock or so yeah. that was like the time. Yeah, and that's kind of what three a.m. Monday morning is for for the NFL. Yeah, okay. um, a lot of the games are on that time. Then there's a bunch of them that start at like seven, uh, and then there's a bunch that then there's one that starts at like ten thirty, and then on Tuesday there's ten thirty like the Monday night football game. Yeah, okay. And uh, then you got your Friday the Thursday night football there, which is Friday sort of mid-morning as well but yeah Monday at 3am is unfortunately a very common if not the most common start time for yeah, a lot of teams okay. so um yeah but close- also they're fucking garbage this year too oh really yeah surprisingly I mean they weren't supposed oh. to be but fuck me oh they're bad they're like they're bad it's almost like they could be fucking tanking for draft picks at this stage after two fuck weeks really? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> yeah so um, no, the closest I'll, I'll get is a, a bit of NBA because that's on. Yeah, yeah okay. you know, if I'm working from home, I can. Yep. Throw whack it on. the game on. Yep. Have a bit of a punt. Yep. Not here. I love I uh, love the NFL season and uh, it's good to have it back. And it's good to the team is uh, fucking strong again, which is great. Um, as always, very late in the season, but welcome to our new listeners. Uh, thanks for stopping by. We have um, MKH Comic. And uh, this is Max, he said, new listener, fucking love it. However, your viewpoint on guys going to Union is very insular. SBW's world profile was non-existent until rugby Union. Be that as it may, that wasn't it. And we, I did explain this on Twitter, but be, this as, be that as it may, it's, that's not even our point, though. Our point is, like, rugby league will certainly survive the departure of anybody, even if they are the level, like, of a, a Sonny Bill or a... If it was like, you know, Greg Inglis was the go, Israel Folau, Carmichael Hunt were all... I mean, they weren't huge at the time, but they were big. They were yeah. definitely well-known names. And and let's be frank, when you say Sonny Bill's world profile... Yeah. The profile of somebody within 
rugby playing nations. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it wasn't like all of a sudden he was famous in He wasn't doing run-ins on WWE or anything like yeah, that and fucking taking a stunner from Steve Austin or anything. And, and he yeah. could have probably still walked down the street quite comfortably in England, France, Italy, anywhere. Yeah. And, uh, and not been bothered, so... And like, you know, I would, uh, I would argue that his profile probably got a bigger boost from just the whole process of leaving... Yeah. The, the way that happened, or even like banging Candace Fowles on in the in the tours of Coogee Bay Hotel, that got a bit of a. Mm. So there's <laughs> there's lots of ways to raise your profile in this in this <laughs> social this media world. His profile can't be too big now because Anthony Mundine's not leeching off him anymore. Yeah. There's no benefit there. <laughs> uh, Schmick Riviera, so uh, genuinely laughing out loud in the car. This weekend league. Thanks to the biggest tiger for the hookup. And uh, Miguel Sanchez, uh, Schmick, he's uh, part of the uh, the Sports Best Friends crew. So uh, welcome, sir. And I look forward to uh, meeting you. Which best friend the... is he? Oh, fuck. They don't... Do they get... They, they, their aliases, how do they all, they all match up? But this is the problem with them. They're not... They're, they're real people and they're lovely guys, but they're all like this super fucking... Incognito. Yeah, they all work for fucking <laughs> yeah. Asia. They're all, they're all, yeah. I mean, yeah, biggest tiger. I mean, he's a, he's he's huge in Asia. In Asia, I mean, he's like frontline operations. I think. No, I mean, he's killing motherfucker. He's, yeah, yeah, that's that's his thing. Wet oh, work. he's such a nice guy. Yeah, I mean, how many bodies are in his past? Many. Eagle he got, he killed got, by men with striking resemblance to block a roach. <laughs> <laughs> he's got more bodies in his past than Bryce Cartwright. Um, Super Grover Four. What the actual fuck was that flappy fold ear cancer? Ear cancer? I'm fucking off you now, mate. I'm off him. It was the fucking audio representation of your suit. <laughs> That's what it was. In other words, incredible. And uh, the amount of like Facebook messages and stuff were like, uh, what's the name of that song? It's fucking amazing. <laughs> many, many people. Not many people on the record, on the record, on public. It's like, it's, it's, I think they feel like it's a shameful pleasure. Why? Fuck if I know. I puppet the puppet daily. Yeah, daily. Look, there was a moment last Friday where I sat down and was fucking pissed that I was the version of me that had to exist in the fucking universe where they didn't call play on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Brandon Vaudry. Can we get the hashtag hash anyone but Melbourne going? No. I get you, I get your sentiment, and mm. but you know what? I'm not that bothered, to be honest. I feel that as reprehensible as they've been in in history, in their past of the club, yeah. And there's no there's no question about that. The, make no mistake, they are cunts. But I feel like if they had to win this year, at the very least, I could sit very comfortably and just say, well, they fucking earned that. Through yeah. the play through season, so I can I can reconcile that. I think I I can't begrudge a team that has evolved as they've evolved, that have you know so thoroughly yep. dominated the way the games played, and not had anybody come up with an effective mm-hmm. long term countermeasure. Yep, and not to mention they have the. The dis- the distractions. It's not like there's under the radar, you know, side that doesn't get any players selected for Origin. I mean, 
they get an get into an injury situation with some of their some of their great players. Yep. Um, their players go Origin, and then not only that, they get tapped even further for Origin than mm-hmm. usual uh, when they when yeah. they take Munster out of there. So. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say they don't deserve it if they, in fact, win. Um, yeah, let's be real. I'm, I'm probably like you know at this stage, like you know, emotionally, like you know, if the Cowboys could win, it would be hilarious and awesome because I mean, NRL chaos demands yeah. they win. Yep. Uh, look, probably wouldn't be as happy to see an East versus Broncos grand final, if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah, the Roosters can't be, can't be. Uh Victorious, because then Mitchell Pearce will play State of Origin next year. Oh, not necessarily, but yeah. You fucking watch. I'm hoping that we got a new era. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life for New South Wales, and uh, we are not feeling Mitchell Pearce at all. <laughs> Biggest tiger. I'm sure the skaters who lost to Bradby- Bradbury were really proud they made the Olympics, though, right? Sharks and eels. Oh. And he's gone, hashtag Bradbury Cowboy. Yes. Bernard JKD, loving your police state dystopian NRL media future. I hear Judge Dredd is on standby. Fuck yeah. Happy with that. Cruzy06, uh, beating the storm in Melbourne to get to the grand final. No fucking problem. Also, good to briefly catch up with you and Jay along with his crackpot. Fair enough. Yeah, all well, walking from uh, Caxton Street down to the down to the ground, it was the topic of discussion was... Uh, Methods of quitting smoking. <laughs> as, a, as someone who's never never been addicted to the nicotine-filled cock, <laughs> I uh, found it riveting. Oh, it's smoking. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> like, it's horrible for you. But imagine if it was socially acceptable yeah. for crowds of people to stand around garbage bins and beat off furiously. <laughs> like that... That's but, that's less, but that's less harmful to your health, though, too. I mean, you're, you're probably reducing your risk of prostate cancer, not increasing your risk of lung cancer. Exactly. It's the bizarro public jerking off. It's, oh, uh, it's in the dimension where you can't publicly jerk off. Yeah. Don't put the durries down, kiddies. Yep. Don't get caught. Uh, Claire Simo. Penrith had rally towels last weekend. Didn't see any manly ones. Okay, so our, our bird's eye view of uh, actually being on the ground at the Suncorp on Friday night, they had rally towels for both sides. Yes. I didn't see any Broncos ones, but I heard that they were in existence. Yeah, there. they were. They, and uh, saw the Penrith ones. The three people next to us had them. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. And we were sat right in the... In the heartland. Right in the heartland in the members' central. And we're walking through, because I mean, they've pretty much all taken their seats, because uh, the Broncos are playing in the Reggies as well, yeah. in their 20s. And... Um, and so we're, we're taking our seats. We've got to fucking shuffle to be those guys, like the last two guys on a row of like fucking 30 people or whatever to take their seats. And the first guy's like going, oh, I thought you'd be playing tonight. And I'm just like, oh, I do not understand your fucking brand of humor, mate. It's just not funny. I don't mm-hmm. understand what you're talking about. And he goes, you're Josh Mansour, aren't you? Like, so my fucking flavored milk diet is working a treat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so apparently if you've got a beard, you know, it's just like... Just profiling, man. Yeah, it's, like, it's just it's it's upsetting. That's it. It's discriminatory. Can we marginalise? Not everyone with a beard is a Josh Mansour, right? Well, no, they all want to be though. I wouldn't say that though. Yeah, I don't think I want to be Josh Mansour. Do you? Oh, you do. I pulled up here one night for the show, and you were standing in your backyard with a corner post between your legs, screaming <laughs> in the air. <laughs> that wasn't a corner post. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <Source>. <laughs> De Niro. So just when you think there's sensible conversation, 
some fuckwit compares Lolo to Mantor. I know. Tom Lolo should grow a better beard, and then he'd be as good. Imagine if he had. Imagine if he had the beard though too. I mean, he'd, that'd be just like future immortal. You start getting the future immortal talk going. Yeah. Giannis Mateus. Ten seconds in, got very dark, but killed it. We were talking about this before we pressed record tonight. I don't remember what happened ten seconds in. A lot of people were talking about yeah. that. I mean, I, 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 I think I've got a feeling it was just probably like a minute in, right? It wasn't 10 seconds, was it? Does that say something? What's that? Have we degraded to such a level where there's like something so shocking, it's just lost in the mix? <laughs> <laughs> well, something is it's not, it's, it's, it's so shocking, but uh, it's, the, it's, uh, it's, it, it can be characterized as being very dark. But we're like, which drop in the bucket? Yes. Uh, highway underscore he said uh, the commentators are the main reason that I attend so many games live I can't handle their hack comments wrong so often agree agree I'd say it, it was very interesting yep. just to touch on that rest fault thing quickly yep um, I don't go to as many live games as I used to mm-hmm. you know now with kids and, yep, yep. You know, and the fact that your team is you living know, in Brisbane uh, yeah, um, over a thousand kilometres away and yeah that's it and you don't want to go to the Broncos every time but I'd, I'd, I'd actually forgotten how refs faulting plays out live. There is the obvious, get them on side, sir, get them on side, sir, get them on side, sir. Um, however, it was actually a little bit refreshing that there were, I reckon, half a dozen times when Penrith got a call and everyone around us just blew up yeah. deluxe. Yeah, yeah. And then they've played it again on the big screen and they all just, I went... Oh, okay, oh, that's yeah, probably fair yeah, enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've only come to the conclusion... Drunk people have the humility mm. to admit they're wrong. But, no, it, with the it truth. has to be the commentators. Yeah, I did, without a doubt. That's why I put them at number one. Yeah. Absolutely. Good show, sir. Tell you, gee, that was some fucking shit banner going around, though. Well, that's that dude behind us. Like, he had some pearls, like... Can't right, can't tackle. Yeah, that was his, that was his big one. He loved that one. Took yeah. that about four hundred times. Yeah, we we did have the fucking obnoxious footy fan. I don't know what the I don't know what the uh, the opposite of champagne comedy is, but it was that. It was passion pop comedy. I, I don't I just I don't even want to give it any credit it for having alcohol content. Fucking like, rigadonna. Like homeless person's urine comedy. <laughs> I thought you said no alcohol content. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, um, Zing! <laughs> take that, homeless people. Um, Mick the poem. Uh, wearing my green and gold this week in league shirt and Aussie flag, supporting the boys today for Davis Cup. Uh, and I believe the asterisk was well earned on that day, yes. as Belgium won both ties of the reverse singles to take the entire uh, tie. I guess if I can call it. I don't know. I'm How fucking bad is that losing to Belgium? Oh, Aren't they just like a? Poor man's Austria. Oh, I thought they're more like a poor man's France. That's right. Yeah, you're you know right. I mean? You're right. And we had some other, we had some other ones from Clevo as well that I didn't put in the document here. But um, Beer Boy One Eight Two with uh, his his dry cleaning or his his wash his, his laundry after. You see the second league show clip prominent there. And uh, I saw him on Facey today at, at Oktoberfest dressed up like you know in the leprechaun get up with the fucking suspenders and well, everything. That's fantastic. And uh, with a with a hot dog that was like fucking longer than your arm. Like the, the bun was like a normal side, maybe slightly on the larger side for like a hot dog roll. But if this thing sticking out a foot each side of it, it was fucking ridiculous. 
<laughs> he's like, yeah, didn't touch the sides. <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> Must have been hungry then, I guess. Um, no, this week in Ben Primore, this week, um, I believe that the boys are, are dead. They uh, uh, haven't sent one through this week, so um, unfortunately... RIP to those guys, but listen to in their memory. Listen to Super League Pod. Has there been any natural disasters in uh, Mexico? That's close to England, isn't it? I don't know. Has Rocket Man nuked them or something? <laughs> I just feel like there's so there's so much more. If he could reach, if he could reach the UK, I just feel there's so many more things on the way he'd prefer to nuke <laughs> than England. <laughs> but uh, but you know, look, I had that thought when I was there. I was like, fuck, please. <laughs> Kim Jong, please d- deliver me from this fuck. Deliver me from this weather and expensive shit food. <laughs> um, oh, so anyway, yeah, Craig, uh, the the purveyor of uh, of Ram and Robbo Snapchat videos. Oh, fuck, here we go. That fucking Gorman Gorman lookout. He's like, actually, it's an Ipswich near Ipswich. I was like, wow, that's like that's literally. 10,000 kilometres closer than I'm comfortable with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ipswich is not... Su- like, you know, there's still... You know, you got to drive at least an hour to get to Ipswich from here, right? Yeah, but there's no fucking tolls between there and here. Yeah. Yeah, but... um, that, That's like finding out, you know, Dennis Ferguson lives in your street. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm a bit concerned. Yeah. Fuck. Mr. Bubbles is a daycare teacher. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, oh, I had an email. And I apologise to people email. I mean, I often uh, forget to, to read them out. Um, but this one, um, and it's actually from our boy on the on the tweet machine. I've just put two and two together. Um, Max, MKH Comic. And he's, uh, he sent us an email. I said, uh, thanks to the podcast. Got into the league a few years back when I lived in Brisbane, back when Darren was only dealing coke part-time. I have a relatively oh. weird job in prison. <laughs> I'm one of those cunts that actually teach you shout it out. The, the podcast keeps me entertained and motivated on the way to Molester Monday over here in the UK. Thanks, heaps. Hang on, what does he do? He says he has a relatively weird job in a prison. He's one of those cunts that actually teach, in quotes. So. Okay, so he probably you, needs to be more specific because yeah. I'm thinking: is he like a counselor, or is he like a like, like a literally a tutor that's you know helping, or is he? saying, you know, prison tongue-in-cheek, and that means a boarding school? Yeah, I don't... Fuck, I don't he know. He didn't put the quotes around a prison, though, so... Yeah. Okay. We're going to need some, we're gonna need some more, more clarification on what your actual occupation anyway, is. Anyway, fucking big props to you. Dangerous Minds was a great movie. <laughs> um, the class of, 80, class of 1984 or whatever. <laughs> that one. Next time you're going in, I want you to do the fucking Michelle Pfeiffer... Yeah, you know, get the chair and spin it around and sit on it all gangster. <laughs> or Cue a Coolio it, track. Coolio track. <laughs> uh, membership stuff. Okay, so um, thank you for those who RSVP'd for the uh, meetup on grand final day. Um, I've, I've got a feeling the way the wind's blowing. I think we know the venue we're going to be doing now, which is nice great. Um, there's still a bunch of you slack motherfuckers that I know for a fact are going to be there and just didn't do it. And but there, but on the other hand, there were people who DM'd and you know Facebook messaged and said, "Look, you know, do we need to do the RSVP there?" And so I'm telling you right now, me and four guys are coming. So all good. Um, thank you for that. Uh, and Saturday night, we're going to be doing the members thing. I will be emailing people the location and times and all that sort of thing. It'll be a bit more low-key and uh, it won't be a, a massive, massive night because, you know, we don't want anyone to have any excuses for the Sunday. Mm. So, you know, everyone needs to be starting fresh. But, uh, yeah, I'll send you an email. I'll probably 
next week sometime, like, you know, for next weekend or something like that. Yep. You know, the week, a week before, you'll have a week's notice. It will be centrally located in, uh, in Sydney, though, so... If you're making the Sunday one, it's going to be the same kind of ballpark of At area. No Panthers go. World of Entertainment. Well, that wouldn't be centrally located for Sydney, would it? That would be out the fucking Shitsville sticks. Well, you know, it's like fucking general. Why don't area. we hold it in Brisbane? Because <laughs> that's not a world of entertainment. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, uh, thanks thanks to those we caught up with on uh, before the game Seriously. on Friday night too. Where, where uh, else can you see meth mouth and a bow tie on the same person? <laughs> <laughs> Perched in the queen of the Nile. <laughs> <sighs> um, and shout out to our, our buddy Life is a Thigh Day. Who we mentioned, you know, got mugged after the after the function last year. He first thing he comes up to me, he goes, "Do you think I get mugged?" I'm like, "Well, that's what you fucking said, right?" And he's like, "No, this is a story." So he was so blind, he was fucking blind. He was drunk when he got to the thing last year. Yeah, and uh, he drank a lot as well. And um, I'm assuming now I'm thinking that I'm putting it all together in my mind. He's saying there's a park up the road, so there's a park up across, it's across from um, fucking who are those purveyors of fine gelati? In, uh, in in Sydney these days, they got the nice flavours and shit. I fucking can't remember. It's crossroad. When I was when I was in Sydney last in January, there was yeah. uh, had had gelato from those guys, and, and across the road there's a park there. It's actually quite a nice park. He's gone. He's gone to catch an Uber, seen the park, and while he's waiting for the Uber, he's like, "I'm gonna have a little. I'll have a little lie down," because he was so drunk. And so he had to lie down. And he woke up several hours later, and his shit had all been stripped from his body. <laughs> Taking his wallet and you know all his wow. all his stuff, so he's got up, not realised he's still blind drunk at this stage. Got up, got in a cab, had to pay for the cab. He's like, "Oh shit, <laughs> I've got nothing on me." <laughs> so this, anyway, the reason why I mentioned it though is uh, is this year he's going to be coming back. He's in Brisbane. He's going to be coming back down to the grand final function again. So this year, I'm just putting it on the record now. Everybody, members of Tool Nation, who are at this function. Look after this fucking loose unit. <laughs> let's let's try and not have him. Yeah, and look, I, well, while I don't, I don't want to deny anyone life's pleasures. We're not saying no, babysit look, no, him. No, just 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 look after him. You can draw dicks on him. You can take photos just with your nuts it. in his mouth. Just leave him with enough cash to get home. Yes, <laughs> and his cards and stuff because God, no, that's a fucking hassle. Yeah, fuck yeah. When you got to you cancel all your shit. Think of what to talk about this week. I guess we can talk about Desi. Finally gone. It's it's weird because he's it's been more or less an open sort of secret that you know, Desi is absolutely absolutely gone. Everything you t- everything you hear is yeah he's definitely gone. Yeah. When? Well, it's finally happened. And you know, despite the fact that he re-signed, you're re up for another two year extension. Yeah. Such a terribly stupid fucking way to do things. And so I really wonder about the future of the dogs. Uh, there's no replacement there. I mean, there's been talk that even Michael Maguire may come into calculations for those guys. Uh, Dean Pay, obviously, that was the name before he got sacked, and that's the name that's still there. So I suppose, I suppose that one is the the more likely candidate, I guess. Uh, but Who's Jimmy Dimmick pissed off? Uh, seriously? He... I, I reckon... He, I mean, he that dude has been so, like, ostracised 
from from plans of head coaching, he must have he must have fucked Tamari Martin's wife. I mean, that's, uh, 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 <laughs> like, well, he yeah. was given that he was signed sealed for the job at the end of 2011. Yep. He was signed to be the head coach of the Canterbury Bulldogs for probably I'm going to say three years, from yep. starting in 2012. Then the Desi thing happened real quick, and he was like, "Oh, I'm super happy to be shut shut it aside because Desi's amazing." And uh, here we are, fucking you know, years later. And he's still not the automatic choice to step up. Look, when you say he's not the automatic choice, the Des thing happened yesterday. Yeah, but he's not... I mean, he's kind of even had to campaign for himself when Desi was yeah. sick or had a family member sick and he didn't go to that conference a couple of weeks ago. And oh, like, yeah. fronted up and he's like, oh, you know, I'm ready for the... You know, he was basically yeah, he like, did. fuck that guy. I'm, I'm not sure that he's <laughs> not the automatic choice, though. I don't... It, from... It, with the, I mean, the media is very often wrong, you know, you know, without a doubt. However, I'd say on the balance of things, where there's smoke, there's fire, is generally like a rule that's kind of, you know, not 100%, but it's fairly, you know, fairly accurate. And every, all the talk yeah. goes straight to Dean Pay, and it's always weird. Like, Dimmick's name's kind of there, but then even they're like, oh, maybe Michael Maguire could go there now. He's free, because he doesn't want to go overseas, or he doesn't want to go to Gold Coast or whatever. And so, yeah. it's all these things, and then and, and it's always, oh, and Jim Dimmick. <laughs> He's like the well, guy at the end. Yeah, know? look, and and this is one of those times where, then it, it's fucking comedic to watch. Yeah, but you know you have Henry, Des, Maguire. Yeah, that have all been punted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really easy to say Bulldogs have been looking at possible solutions. Maguire and yep. whoever. Well, okay, yeah, because he was the the yep. other cunt that got sacked. Yeah, it it would be interesting for a club to just automatically pick up a coach that has just been punted. Yeah, as well. Yeah, to me that just seems. It's just. It seems. It. I mean, I I I can understand that. Okay, you know, his fans are not not happy with Desi at all. I get that, and I understand that. You know, he's probably wore out his welcome there. But it just seems really weird that after he's made all these big signing moves, and I don't think they're good moves. Like I don't think Woods is a great get at the expense of a guy like a heart and soul kind of guy like uh, like James like Reynolds. and um and then Reynolds is a heart and soul guy. I mean, getting getting in like you know potentially broken down you know degenerate mm-hmm. deadbeat dad foreign in there. I don't necessarily think they're great great signings, but clearly there was a, a plan there. Would the would the team still be shit next year? I, I I believe so. I don't think they have a true halfback. I don't think they have had no. one for a long time, and I think that's probably the major cru- you know crippling factor of the team. But I just it, you think that you know he, he would have a year to play with this lineup that he's decided he's going you know that he's cobbled together that he's decided he's going with. But um, but but the flip side is I understand the need for change and like it was it's a very bad place and that they want to you know yeah. get better sooner rather than later. So I get that too. But it's just they've just handled the whole thing really poorly, I think. I'm going to be really interested to see what comes of the financial side. I just saw some headlines just before we started recording, and like uh, Ray Dib, uh, who's yeah, obviously the the driving force behind the removal yeah. of Hasler, he stated something. Yeah, that the uh, the dogs have no liabilities to Hasler. So okay, this article here, looking of course on League Live from Sportsmate, uh, he said, uh, oh okay, so there was a members video. Yeah, today, where he said that the club owed no liabilities. Uh, 
there's talk that they could be headed to court, blah, blah, blah. But uh, Dib said it was only a heads of agreement and it was non-binding, binding, allowing the board to opt against keeping him on in 2018. His current contract expires in October 2017. The board has decided not to renew that contract. And going forward, there'll be no liabilities on the club for the next two years. Okay. So, and they've got this board shit. They've got a, yeah. Paul Dunn is, is considering launching a ticket of former players and uh, you get old guys like Graham Hughes coming out saying that there needs to be change at the top so it's I just I fucking it's just great to see a club in a club in behind the scenes turmoil it's not mine for once it's a delight yeah it's not to fucking worry about <laughs> worry about the hassle so where's Desi go who cares you know what Desi goes fucking nowhere for at least 24 months fucking England no he could, he could go over to England because you know what, his his shit would still his shit would work yeah. a treat over there. Yes, it would. I think if he has ambitions to coach in the NRL again, mm. then he needs to take a good amount of time off, but not necessarily away from the game. Yeah, so well, I think you know, it, yeah, that would work. That would work okay. I think yeah, you go over to England, be successful with a, a club over there. And then come back, and you know you have maybe uh, you know not, you know win a comp over there or something. You know do do something over there, or have a team you yeah. know in finals, and uh, you know do some good things. And see again, I'm 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 not sure that that'd be the best because ESL's out of sight, out of mind anyway. You know for the most yeah. part. So, but then unless he unless he wins a grand final over there, yeah. Well, okay. What'd you do, Des? Come third. Yeah. So got to the finals every year, kind of like those ungrateful cunts down yeah. <laughs> down at Belmore. But if I reckon if he gets gets involved in a club somewhere, yep, maybe at junior level, and not kids, yeah, you know. I don't know. Not many people do that once they've been in the head head coach role. I know. He he's only way to he's only I think his only options of coaching in Australia at the moment, unless some crazy shit that we're not seeing is going to happen, mm. is like a state of origin thing. Or a coaching director thing over the top of someone at some other yeah. club. That's that's the only options I really see. What I'm trying to get to is that if, if I was advising Des, yep. it seems to me that the game has passed him by. Yes. Um, you know, the, there's been some coaches that have adapted to that very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Wayne Bennett's done well at it. Craig Bellamy's done sensationally. Um, even Mary's okay. Out of St George, just this new faster play style. Just don't the dragons fancy you say that. Oh, well, do they like him now? They hate him. They probably hate him. No, I don't know what fucking day is it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but the the brand of football the dragons were playing early in the year. Yep. You know that that's what's needed to to really be successful. Um, and and I think the issue with Des was that it's just been so long getting worse yeah you know last year they made the eight yeah however even then by the time they made the eight people were they were done wondering you know how how the fuck did they deserve to be in the finals yeah so yep um what else what do you make of Flano's apology yeah (laughs) fuck it it's one of those things and, and I don't know who told him to do that or whether it was a, you know, a, a club decision or a Flano decision or club decision to try and and get a reduction in the penalty applied, 
because both or Manly as well, they've done a submission, you know, legal submission to you know get the you know, either withdrawn or, or downgraded or whatever. Cronulla done the same thing. The thing it's it's weird though, like as Greenberg said that oh it took them eight days to do this, so that's going to work against them. Yet they successfully requested more time because of like end of season functions and yeah. blah blah blah. So it's kind of weird. Um, I mean, it doesn't. It certainly does take eight days to. to knock out a statement I mean yeah. you could have done it that night look I'd, I'd, I'd prefer for the, the club to back the coach yep. whether right or wrong mm-hmm. you know and which they have done right, right? They, they have done that well no there's to write an apology to get the penalty reduced yeah but I mean that backed you know, that, was, that was Flanagan's quotes that you know saying you know I'm sorry for this blah 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 so as part of yeah but aren't stuff. we saying it was a club decision to try and get the penalty reduced well I mean it's obviously a, you know yeah well it have to be yeah, I mean they're bad. You know, it's it's no one's pay more though. money out than they have to. Yeah, and it's yeah. but you know, really, you're not going to be like you're not going to sit back in and be like, yeah, fuck those NRL <laughs> bitch ass <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> um, like, oh, what's that? Thirty grand? What you got? Forty? I got an appetite. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know, Flano's always been fucking weird in some of the shit he says, like going on oh, about lying to players yeah. and stuff like that. Fucking fruit loop, that dude. Um. And then for the NRL to make that part of the the way you get a fine downgraded. If, well, know, they haven't yet, though. They're like, Greenberg's kind of like, well, we've got to look at everything and the totality. And But then with Greenberg going about, oh, you know, I don't want any ref talk and this, 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 yep. this. Well, fucking way to bring the conversation back around yep. to the performance of the refs. Yep. Yep. It... <laughs> We kind of got past it, and it was sort yeah. of a, a round of football where there, there wasn't really. I mean, look, look, there were some things. It's funny with us as well in in the crowd. We like I saw some aspects of the game completely differently to Twitter. Mm. And uh, and look, I'm going to defer to people watching a thousand replays and stuff. They see obviously going to see things a lot. You know, we and we're seeing replays on a on a big screen that's like down the other end of the field yeah. and you know so that that's fine but it's just yeah. weird like the different like the mood in the crowd of, of certain things yeah but um you know we'll get to that anyway yes any other news things I don't know anything else we're talking about um do you want to kick the players association for anything this week I don't think they've done anything have they that's fucking standard week for them <laughs> yeah but I mean they've done nothing in the media either exactly <laughs> that fucking petter ass guy's probably out there you know? Yep. Trying to get people to, you know, um, give more fucking money to his poor, struggling, billionaire fucking Cameron Smith. Fuck me, dude. Todd Payton's emerged as an option for the Bulldogs, too. Oh, there we go. Oh, I see that um, the the assistant coach of the Broncos, what's his name? Um, Demetrio. He's, he's been given mm. blessing from Wayne. He's officially interviewed for the Titans job. So... You know what? One thing, it's good to see the Titans aren't making any rash fucking decisions. It appears that they're actually going through a fairly yeah. exhausting process of interviewing people who are available and actually putting that. some thought in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They put, actually put some thought into it. Um, so, you know, whether we agree with their final decision of their head coach or not, at least it seems like they're going to be putting some level of Fuck, you know rigorous thought, thought day, into it. Yes. And it was after I'd, I'd read this. Um, here's this thing on, on Sportsmate now that the buyer or potential buyer of the Titans mm-hmm. will be privy to the club's final shortlist of coaches. Yeah, I guess that's fair enough. They probably want a sale to go through before the the decision's made or, yeah. you know, as close to the decision. I mean, 
we should put together a fucking GoFundMe. <laughs> to buy the Titans? To buy the Titans. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if there'd be enough interested people. <laughs> you know, it, uh, it may just come to fruition. Then they would become the People's Club. Yes. <laughs> Fuck, what would we call them? <laughs> the cuts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would be amazing, though. Yeah. A, a, a pie in the sky, you know, pipe dream. However, can you imagine if? Fucking. I have no idea. Well, you know, this is the thing. We'd have to put, we'd have to put it out there. We'd have a lot of stakeholders, so we'd have to probably come up with a short list of about five names. Yep. You know what they'd end up being called? They'd end up be, being called like you know, Footy McFooty Face <laughs> or Teamy McTeam Faces, because <laughs> that's the way that everything goes when it's left up to a public vote. Yeah. But uh, that'd be, yeah. Go fund me. Yeah, and I imagine... This week in League Titans. <laughs> the tournament, well, yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, the, the, the decliners. <laughs> and then there's no built-in expectation of performance. <laughs> just go, stupid, we'll just buy Matt Moylan and play him at prop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you wouldn't do that, because I mean, if you, 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 would, you would target Moylan, though, immediately, you'd be like, yes... Finally. Look at that. I got your playpen and everything. Yeah. Captain. <laughs> Assistant coach. <laughs> Assistant CEO. No, it'd, it'd be like counter espionage. I'd fucking campaign that hard to get Anthony Griffin up there to coach. <laughs> Just to keep Penrith going. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Don't forget to follow at Sportsmate and at our League Live, and uh, you know, get on board. They're, they're, they're great banter and, uh, and, and stats throughout the course of the finals games. First one. Friday night, Suncorp Stadium. A crowd, a down, down crowd for a final for Broncos, really. 38,623. Uh, possibly a, a, a factor of the... Was the, the, the expectation... That, well, yeah, but that was only some Penrith fans. I mean, let's say generously it cost them a 1,000. It was Dolwick. Huh? It was Dolwick. So let's say generously it cost them a 1,000 people. <laughs> but even the Broncos, like, well, maybe... Is, is, are the Broncos... Fan base in decline, or are they? I, I feel it's just like the arrogance of the Brisbane fan base is just such as like mm. looking past the <laughs> Penrith. I mean, forgetting that it's the last time that they could they could say farewell on, at Suncorp to Benji. Yeah, I mean, fairly fucking ungrateful in my opinion, uh, given the way that he's dra- basically dragged them single handedly. You could say, yeah, they into, are, into this stage of the they finals. They owe him their season. They really do. I mean, imagine. I mean, they they thought, you know, oh yeah, we always buy Benji just to fucking yeah. keep lodging line over at Dolphins, but no, turned out to be the saviour of the Brisbane Broncos season. Yeah, I often wonder the the Broncos were a little bit like that great Australian Test side, where you could speak to twenty different people, mm-hmm. and they'd all have a different favourite player. Okay. 
So we thought we got like, like sort of like an era, like a Steve Walk happens a era. And and look, yeah, even before, yeah, before the ends, yeah, from Steve Waugh through so to like Tubby and through to the the end or the the beginning maybe of of Clarkie's run. Okay, where you had, you know, some people McGrath was their favourite player, and some people love Warney, and yep. some people love Gilchrist, and yep, yep, you know, and and you couldn't begrudge anyone, yeah, their favourite player, yep. To Broncos fans, the Broncos were that club. Like some people love Lockyer, and then other people loved Corey Parker, and then other people loved Justin Hodges or, or whatever it was. Some people love like you know John Plath. Yeah. So look, you know, I don't know if the SS had awards nights, but I'm sure they were packed out as well. You know. <laughs> um, I don't know if the characters are there for the Broncos. Like when when they were running him on, Sam Thayde got the biggest cheer of any player. Yeah, he's still and yeah he he's beloved still. And and he's you know the surprisingly well, you know, I don't know I guess okay, there's reason either way but I was surprised you know the player who got the worst reaction in my opinion Milford no no Hunt and like I guess as part of like he's going next year and yeah. everything but there's also like he's pretty much fucking saved their season too with the way that he's you know stepped up in, stepped up yeah. in the hooker. Uh, so he'd like turn them around when they're looking like they were down on the downward yeah, yeah. trajectory. So, so yeah. that that was kind of that was kind of weird. But uh, like I understand, okay, he's going, you know, But fuck, dude. I mean, you, this is the guy playing to get you one week further into the finals yeah. this year. Yeah. So I don't and know. and maybe that's it because you know they're they're performing on the football field. Yeah. But. Darius. What's a finals game? I remember fucking finals games where, you know, I'd be taking like the father-in-law to watch it or whatever because he's a Broncos fan and, you know, you'd be sitting up on fucking level seven or whatever yeah. and he's up the top where you're watching Ants. Yeah. Because you know, they were the tickets you could get yep. on game day if you, you know, made a late decision. Yeah. Uh, and no sections were closed and, you know, for this game. You know, Darius isn't a... He's not guy. He doesn't char- bring, he's not a charismatic... He doesn't bring people through the turnstiles figure? at all. No. Um... Blair, he's a character, but he's a, as a grub though, and like I think even the Broncos are like, well, fuck that guy. And he, yeah, he hasn't been around long enough, and now he's going. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> you know. Who's beloved? Like you'd think Milf, but I don't think so. Oh, not not necessarily. I mean, Nicarima, I mean that dude's fucking sperm. He's been there two minutes. They've gone off him in a big way. Yeah. So, mm, anyway, Oates. <laughs> he dead. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> He did. <laughs> anyway, the Broncos 13 came from tries to the aforementioned Oates. May, may uh, the Lord rest his soul. Uh, James Roberts, uh, Kahu with one f- one conversion, one penalty goal, and the crucial field goal. Mm. They iced it for them. And uh, the Panthers had a try to Regan Campbell-Gallard and uh, one of one conversions to Nathan Cleary. The feature of this game has to has to be said is that Penrith had so much fucking possession and field position for for so like thirty six to forty two points of attacking, yeah, easily, yeah, and they showed literally zilch. Oh, look, I don't think it's that they showed zilch. I was just so disappointed with. The questions they asked of Brisbane. They well, they asked fucking none. That's the and thing. Z- zero questions. So the, when the they were attacking from twenty meters out, yeah, 
it was shit passing that wasn't yeah. going anywhere. The Broncos were never stripped for numbers at all. They yep. every time it got to the wing, it was always two on two or three on three or whatever when they got yeah. out there. There was no attack. There was no you know, like grubbers and things that caused any problems. That either yep. they either shot dead or they were scooped up outside of the goal line yeah. and, and carted up for another 10 metres. And then if they were attacking from any further than 20 metres out, it was always just a, a bomb from the left-hand side of the field over to the Broncos' right... The, the, to their right-hand side, the Broncos' left-hand side, yeah. because Oates was dead and they thought there was some kind of fucking advantage to be to be had. Yeah, that's it. And you know, from from the way the forwards performed, I, I was happy enough with how they went about their tasks for the night. Um RCG played absolutely fucking massive minutes. Oh, yeah, and he was, and he was tremendous for the, for the most part. I mean, the try was a great reward, even if it was just like a soft, weird fucking just like absolute brain oh, explosion it, laps from the Broncos yeah. rather than yeah, um, anything else. And the fact that that's the only try they scored says everything about their attack. It certainly does. But the the thing that gets me is that if you look at this same Panthers team last year. Do you remember how they played in their semi-final against the Bulldogs? They played fantastic. They did, but they played to a very, very simple game plan, and it was all about territory and making the dogs work for every single centimetre. Yep. They went to ground on the fifth tackle with ball in hand. Yeah. That was that, was Ooh, that yeah. game, and yeah. everyone was freaking out going... Is this the new direction of rugby league? And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, fair enough. But whatever they did, the ball ended up in a corner, less than three meters out. Whether it was kicked or ta- or, the, or a guy was tackled exactly. there or whatever. Yep. Now coming up against Brisbane, you you come up against argu- arguably the best slide defence in the league. All of the players know exactly where the blokes at the side of them are. And they will cover you if you spread the ball wide. It, it is almost impossible to go around Brisbane. Doesn't matter how long your dummy halves getting the pass out. Doesn't matter, you know, how how deep you're playing. Yep. You're not going around Brisbane. They'll just shepherd you to the sideline. Yep. And then up and in when you try and come back out. With with the way Penrith were playing. There were opportunities. The one thing that I think Brisbane did incredibly well was Moga absolutely owned Harawiranara. Yep. You know, there were enough times that he absolutely and he was he was shooting out, shooting up him. and making and making them stick too. Yes. Um, but that was obviously going to be a play. Have him yep. running at Milford. Yep. All night. So much so that by the end of it, he w- he was looking for Moga and yeah, dropped the ball. And dropped the ball, yeah, yeah. You know, so fucking job done there. The other thing is when when you look at not even just successful teams, but successful plays and attacking raids, it, and it's something we've said so many times. It's about forcing the defence to make a decision, yep. and then reacting to them. Yep. You know. I don't think I saw Nathan Cleary to the right-hand side of the second rower yep. once. Yeah, I don't think he was either. So he he just played the the entire game just feeding him short passes. Yep. And even these days, you know, well, great, what are you going to do? You're either going to dump off to the second rower to, yep. to come through 
or you're going to give it to the guy out the back. Yeah. There were so many times, though, where he went short, and if he gave it to the guy out the back... Because had rushed up. Yeah, there was, you know, there, there were yeah. more chances that way. But also, like, his, his kicking game was, wasn't nearly as successful. Despite the Darius Boydless it's a, side, he, yeah, seemed to fi- it's, he seemed to find the guy. It's something he's done a little bit this year that he, he, he's kicking for trick shots. Yeah. Like he's trying to do the big, massive fucking spiral bombs that yep. you know, look sensational and they look scary. Yeah. You know, but but if you, you, you might get one or two errors a game out of that. Yeah. And every other time it means they're starting sets on the you know, 25 or 30 out. Yeah. But the thing that was ultimately the most frustrating was that, you know, if they'd have gone into the sheds at half time and they'd come back out yep. and there were, you know, quick spreads, but then people like Cartwright coming back in yep. to where the defence was resting, if they'd have changed what they were doing, fantastic. But there wasn't even the inkling of change what you're doing. No, there was, and, and I'm not even going to say it was like you know, like, you know, it was like hook ball or anything like that. It was just we know they can do better, more threatening stuff. It, you know, Peter Wallace, and and again, I'm a big fan of Wallace and, and what he does defensively. But he's not dangerous. Yep. At a dummy half, so there was never any threat that he was going to go for a scamper, and if he did, it was very easily mopped up. Exactly. Yep. Um, he he's looking tired. Like there were a couple of times where yeah. where he, like he was jogging balls, but he got fucked up, didn't he? He had did he had, he had, a, he had an HIA, didn't he? Or something? Yeah, he yeah. got the ball kicked into his face. That's right, that's right. The Mick Crocker incident. Um, yeah. But even before that, there was an offload that went out the back, yeah. and he's jogging back to get to the ball on the ground, and that yep. worries me in a finals game. I don't know if he was hundred percent even before that, but in, when your hooker's really not doing anything, you end up with the Robbie Farris situation. Yeah. Where okay. He's going to go for a bit of a scoot. So just hang off him. Don't give him any room. And eventually he... Yeah. Yep. So, good season by the, by the Panthers. are incredibly proud of, of how they performed. Um, losing May was a big deal as well, early on. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it pretty much meant that all of the attack went exclusively down Cleary's side. And it was pretty... I mean, it was, it was actually a, fair, a fairly brutal game uh, as far as attrition play. I mean... That Corey Oates thing was fucking sickening. That happened directly in front of us. Yeah. Like, directly in front of us. Ten rows back we were. Yeah. And the fucking sound of it was just <laughs> disgusting. Like, never heard an impact like that, you know, on a legit huge tackle or anything. It was yeah. just this sickening fucking thud um, when the two, when they came together. And, man, he was, he was just dead. Like, oh, you know, people on TV yeah. got a better view. They would have watched it a thousand times. We only saw it once. Yeah, exactly. Live, that was it. Yeah. You know, um, but um, fuck it. Oh, like, and look, you know, uh, Twitter seems to tell me, as I was checking it, you know, periodically through the game, that that uh, the general temperature was that Penrith were like hard done by by the referees dis- despite winning the penalty count and, you know, having a mountain more possession and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's funny, live though. I felt the opposite way. There were times when Penrith were, when they'd make a tackle and they'd be lying on the tackle player and you could almost count to 10 before yeah. they even thought about getting off. And I was like, the Broncos got very few penalties from those situations either. And I mean, yeah. you know, we were even looking at each other going, holy fuck, they're, 
<laughs> like, how are they not getting penalised yeah. in an away game for them? And, and look, both sides. Yeah. I, I reckon the maximum both sides were back was seven metres all night. Yeah. And yeah. just blatantly yeah. offside. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what that, that referee that's setting the ten. I mean... Yeah, so... You know, you've got a whistle, mate. You've got a voice. Yeah, there was obviously the... The play on incident after Oates went down. I'm not convinced that it didn't go from Oates to the ground to another Broncos player first anyway, at which point it would have to be put it would have, if it had gone it would have been pulled up anyway for like an accidental offside or something. So they still would have played advantage. So I, I don't so I don't I don't think there's anything to that. Also, I mean once again just hardly seeing it live. I feel like the Broncos had him covered from that alleged sort of break anyway. Sure, maybe like two ta- next tackle after that? No. Or the one after that? They didn't. I, I watched it again, and I watched that bit a couple of times. Yeah. It, it was dead set they away. Yeah. They would have scored the try. Yeah. But that doesn't make up for the shitty offensive options that they took. Yeah. It doesn't make up for the sets that Brisbane had them pinned, making 10 metres in a fucking whole set of six. Yep. It doesn't make up for the tens of missed tackles and the space that was out wide. And it doesn't make up seven points. Yeah, no, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, so, yeah, look, in a perfect world... Oh, actually, I would like to give the referees credit for actual player welfare, and not just for that situation, but also, like, you when... You could see like live. Like, I think it was Jai Arrow. Mm. See the blonde one, oh, the Broncos. He, yeah, he was. He got fucking knocked out in a tackle, and you could see he was on spaghetti legs. He was out there like a baby fucking calf he, in, the, yeah. in, the, in the defensive line, and then he went in to make another tackle and went in badly on that one, and sort yeah. of you know veered off as well. And then the referees actually gone, nut, nut, nut. Get that. <laughs> and got, so that's know. the thing. It was like two tackles later because the, the, the ball didn't go towards him for a little while. Yeah. But you could see that the dude was just they've on just had ice skates. They've, yeah. they've had a call from somebody, maybe yeah. the video ref, saying there's yeah. fuck, there's a guy down there who's done. Yep. And and if you're harping on about that as, oh, well, that was a disadvantage to Penrith because it was their play of the ball and it allowed the defence to get set for a Broncos player to go yeah. off for an HIA, yeah. that was one tackle out of a fucking 80-minute game. Yeah. You know, it really... Yeah. Are we going to be that petty now? Yeah. So, um, again, well, well done to Broncos. Uh, Benji was fantastic. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's... he's <laughs> His first thing was like a kick, or was it? Yeah. First thing he did, kick the wind about 10 metres. And That's right. <laughs> they go out in the full, actually. He, he, I can't had his, remember. he had his little fucking yeah, he had Benji, Benji. Tri- triple step moment. Yeah, that was he, fantastic to that's watch. Old, that's old Benji, though. Yeah. That's old Benji. New Benji should, you shouldn't be doing that shit. <laughs> that's 2005, Benji. <laughs> I was saying, though, like it would be amazing if he's like, you know, done the inside, you know, a little flick pass flick for pass, a try yeah. that won the game or something. That would be the best thing ever. But, um, yeah, no. Um, but... Benji's still he's still kicking, man. Uh, Stuart Marler did well. Benji Marshall is now 2017's most successful of all West Tigers 2018 recruits, having outlasted Packer, Reynolds, and Moylan. Well, I dare say he's, he's the most successful out of, you know, tied most successful with even past recruits, I guess, given yes. that, uh, you know, you got still got Blair around there, but... Um, I was just, uh, no, that wouldn't... And ahead of his old guy, you know, his old boys, like, you know, obviously the Tigers ones, but, you know, like Hino and... Farrow, you know, so I, I reckon this keeps Luke Lewis's record intact. So that thing of he's the the longest uh, space between premierships. Oh, even if Benji, even if Benji wins this year, he still falls short by he's a year or something year, like yeah. that. Yeah, and and next year nobody from that Tigers 2005 team's making the grand final. Yeah, exactly. Because they'll all be back at the Tigers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, Rishay underscore Rishi. Can you please complain about Merrin's lack of leadership when he's only on the payroll to help the young guys keep level heads? Well, I would dispute that that's the only reason he's there because he was actually a good player before he turned, you know, before he went mm. to you guys. I mean, he was he was almost the best player of his position, certainly at least for New South Wales. Um, yeah. But yes, man, he just looks the dude. Again, I, I wasn't too disappointed with Merrin. Once you understand what he's there for, he broke up with his missus. Yeah. Started fucking eating Tim Tams on the couch watching Love Actually. And yeah, you know, he was he was Merrin before the breakup. Yeah. Yeah, but he got but he got more Merrin. No, he's not. He didn't fucking globo gym it. I think. I thought, I, I'm not saying it was like you know, like I, I feel like he's in worse shape this year than he was. Oh, 100 percent, he's in worse yeah, shape this year, yeah. and it so, didn't help that as soon as he started to get fit, he had that space where he was coming into form. Yeah, he yeah. Had a couple of cracking games, yeah. and fucking injured himself. Yeah, so. But uh, yes, yeah, I would agree that yeah, I mean, not just him. I mean, yeah, you, know, you mentioned Wallace as well. Mm. There's not many old guys in that side so it's they really need to do their job and and and, and that, help these young kids look, that's my whole thing with Wallace you know for, yep. for what you expect out of him I'd, I'd be looking for a little bit more leadership out of him whether he's got a C next to his name or not yep um, and, and there are a couple of times where he was the instigator of stupid shit so yeah yep uh, where are we Giannis underscore Mateus Oh, it's just deep, deep, unprotected, penetrating runs of seeing him get clapped off the field all too often. Yes. Bravo, sir. Wally Frogmore. I've got 44 problems and a ref ain't one. <laughs> He's on hashtag Ben Hunt FC. So I guess that means what, Dragons fans are on the Broncos now because the tenuous link to Ben Hunt? Oh. It should be on the Cowboys because, you know, the, by, the, by the grace of their failure, the Cowboys exist in the finals. No, well, you know, <laughs> Dragons fans are very good at Hey, next year. Next year's going to be great. Yeah, that's true. Next year's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Fuck, what happened this year? Next year's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that next year's going to be great was, you know, was forged in the old days when next year was great, invariably, yeah. for, for a decade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bethany underscore B underscore 97. Penrith didn't have enough X Factor. They would have been fine if they hadn't left Nat in Sydney. Hashtag justice for cheerleaders. Cheerleading was a difference. Uh, Solzy04. Plenty of people talking shit. I feel like I lost that privilege when my team missed the finals. Well done on a good year, Panthers. Oh, look at you, the biggest Solzy. Fucking eyes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, one more. Oz Dingo Dan. Solid defensive effort from the Broncos tonight. I doubt they'll be able to do that against Melbourne for 80 minutes, but we'll see. Agree. Mm. Well, it's, it, the funny thing is, when you look at the stats for that game too, I mean, it really the, the story of the game really is just how poor Penrith were with their red zone attack. Yeah. Because otherwise... Meters runs, uh, the, they were either equal, close to, or superior to the Broncos in almost every every category. Yeah, errors, penalty. I mean, it's you know look back on that and go, wow, we certainly we were presented with not opportunities to score, but the opportunities to try, you know, and put something on, you know, yep. to to at least try and construct something. Uh, look, and again, it, it if you were on the field as a Bronco, yep. You, Imagine being in that headspace where you don't mind giving away penalties you know in your twenty anyway. Yeah, you know it's yeah, yeah. So and you know that that's where that's where Moylan brings something to the team. And it's just like I mean, even if they have got no attack, I mean, you know that Cleary can fucking force repeat sets, and there was none of that. Well, how many was there? Like one, and and especially to a fill-in fullback. Yeah, who you think he'd catch out of position. 
Yeah, and then there had once. to, and then there had to be the shovel. You know, like Oates has gone too. So I mean, yeah, you know, there, there was. But you could really test that, that that side at the back that far out. And, but. you know, there's a couple of other things. Like, when, when you're watching their attack, young Edwards, who is a yep. fucking excellent, safe fullback, yep. and was tough all night. Like, yep. he, he is tough for a young kid. Whereas with more polished fullbacks, yep. when they go in to create the extra man out wide, they'll hang around, they'll hang around, and then through a burst, yep. appear yep. as an option through. He's there. Yeah, but it's also like and they kept going short anyway. It never got the, it never got to the point where, you know, he could yeah you know, they'd go out the back and bring him into play properly yeah. anyway. So and again, that just comes with experience. And yeah. the reason for that was Moga. If yeah. Moga wasn't in there shutting Harawira and Ara down, yeah, then that play eventually gets points. Yeah, but they could have gone the other. You know, they could have, but they're not. It's not there yet. Well, okay, fuck. It's not working. Yeah. Yep. And that's what I'm saying. That's where you need a bit of leadership. Yep. Well done, Broncos. Okay, the North Queensland Cowboys, 24, defeat the Parramatta Eels, 16. Good crowd, just over 41,000 in mm-hmm. attendance down there at ANZ. The Cowboys, 24, defeated, oh, sorry, with tries to Felt, Asiata, Hess and Morgan. Ethan Lowe, four of four conversions. The Eels, 16, had tries to Semi, Will Smith and Michael Jennings. Two of three conversions to Mitchell Moses. Eels gone. Yeah. Fucking straight sets. I would never have guessed that they'd be the straight set side out of the top four. Yeah. It seemed like that the draw was set up for them. Not set up, you know, manually, but just the way things fell. Yep. It seemed like, okay, sure, you're probably going to have to take a uh, take an L against the Storm. But then you've got, you know, they're gone. And you've got either Bradbury Cowboys, banged up Sharks. Yeah. You know, in the next one, and then you've got inconsistent roosters to make the grand final yep. after that. Like, it just seemed like it was all set up on that side of the draw for them to go through and, you know, delight their fans with a grand final appearance. Yeah. Uh, but, wow, what a, I mean, they played their grand final last week. It was a losing grand final, but nonetheless, I mean, what a meek capitulation, especially when I mean, the scoreboard's not that, not blown out. But you've got to remember, two of their tries were completely against the run of play, like, you know, off Cowboys. Errant kicking. Which, yeah, look, and yeah, to, to me, that that's a little bit like, well, you know, oh, well, all, all of their tries were from kicks. They're still tries. Yeah, still tries, but I mean, they're like, they, they weren't constructed or anything. They were just fortunate. They were. Uh, very much against the run but of that's play. Been, that's been in Paramount's brand all year. You know, semi rod semi I'd like to give him credit one, for playing. <laughs> one try every, what is he, what's he averaging? One, one try know. every two and a half games or something. Yeah. But then when he's on song, he'll score 47. Five and again. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, th- that's been the thing that's kept Parramatta in a lot of games. Yeah. You know, they they can play poorly. They can get themselves in shitty situations. And then he gets them out of it. But but what it does do, I mean, when you think about the fact that they've scored, you know, I think it was 10 points through that. Yep. It just underscores just how dominant the Cowboys were. Through the run of play for yeah. pretty much the entire the entirety of the game, even though they were down ten six at one stage, yep. you know, through those long range tries. But what fuck I man. would be the, the happiest about if I was a Cowboys fan, yep, um, is the fortitude they showed, the intestinal fortitude. Yes, yep. You know, that, I agree. The passion, yeah, desire. I don't know. That's... The heart. Okay. <laughs> All those things, yes, and, and not only that, they're doing it for eighty minutes. So I mean, you feel like it was was this their, was was the well, game against Cronulla their grand final? Clearly not. Here they go again. And so, if regardless, got, it, if it was or wasn't their grand final, it was still a fucking overtime game. Yeah, 
you know, it was a tough physical contest that yep. they had to come back in yep. in that game. Yeah. Then then they come up against a team that probably has them beaten for pace in in what maybe all but Morgan's position. Yeah, and maybe maybe it's a wash there too. Like you know, yeah. um, but for that team who are missing two Australian representatives, because mm-hmm. they they have every excuse. You've to got be a, like, yeah, you've got uh, you know oh, one yeah, of one okay. of the greatest players of all time, and like a you know if we actually had a proper Hall of Fame situation, like Matt Scott would fucking be in it with his you know for his hundred percent for yeah. his contributions to Australia and particularly Queensland. Yeah, and and. That would be if if they t- if they broke mentally mm-hmm. at any stage, oh fuck, Semi's just run away. And that would oh, and that would Jenny, and those tries this. are the ones that would do it to you too, you know. Yep. And not only that, that would that would be you know cascading floodgates at they that could, point if they broke mentally. Yeah, if they, if they'd have broken mentally there, they could have still held their heads high for their season. Yeah. Oh well, we had a good run. Yeah. Yeah. They had every excuse to, but the way they just stuck in there. And just went about their sets, got done what needed to be done, didn't freak out because Parramatta was gaining some very easy ground. Yeah. Through that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it was probably one of the and their forwards have been good all year. Parramatta led led by Brown, but that was probably one of the better roll on games. Yep. That I'd seen the Eels play. Um, but for the Cowboys to be able to just get down and dirty with them and and really dictate terms about how the game was being played. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was absolutely fantastic. I'd be incredibly proud if I was one of their fans. One of those finals law tries with Asiata as well. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and Morgan's one too, I guess, to, to an extent. Um, just a yeah, great performance on Cowboys fans. You know, they must be feeling so proud and it must be feeling so unusual to... I mean, because they, they've got to be feeling they're the team that's like the... They're the bandwagon team out of the four. Anyone who's undecided or who's inclined to to put in their emotions yeah. behind another team, it's the Cowboys because of the way they've gone about it. So is this now? Have have we discovered the tipping point for Louis Karma? Is it officially gone? Oh, f- f- fucking! They won a grand final, right? Yeah, but that was a, against, that was against the Broncos, so you can't really use yeah. that as proof of karma. Yeah, you you would have to say yes, right? Yeah. So, do you see fucking um, the Louis Carmo over in England? No, what's he done? Fucking Salford versus who the fuck were they playing? Look, I'm, I'm going to say Wigan. I can't remember, but oh man, it was the end of the game. It was it was t- 24 all, I think, and it's right at it's right at the end of the game. Um, Louis's gone to to do like a chip and chase or something at the end, trying to put on a try before the time elapsed or whatever. Dude's dude's caught it. Like not far, like you know, this is around halfway. So dudes caught it, and uh, and just potted. <laughs> sirens going, tried to pot a field goal, got it. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not doing it any justice with my retelling of it. However, look it up and you'll uh, you'll look for the video. It's it's fucking great. It's 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 just it's such Louis karma that uh, I can't believe more of it wasn't made. That's fantastic for the for the Australians. Uh, yeah, eels. I think you got to look at this season as a failure. Really? I mean, sure, it's great to get back into finals after a long period of time, but I don't think that was the, that was the benchmark they were looking to achieve for this season. They, I don't think they ever played to an extremely incredible level more than a handful of times, if they even got to that level they wanted. Because I mean, even when you look at the game where they smashed and put like fifty on the Broncos, yep. they still succeeded like you know what thirty or something, thirty-two yeah. or something. So 
you know, there's there's but on that match as well. You know, yeah. not just you know, not, even though it was an emphatic victory and everything. Um, I think that I, I I think that once it appeared clear that they made they'd made the finals and it appeared clear that they were going to be in the top four somewhere, whether third or fourth, I think that they would have. Uh, yeah, I think week three minimum. Yeah, would have been the the benchmark for them, and I think they would have been hoping, uh, you know, and setting a goal is you know, not just making the grand final, but, but winning it. Look, I, I don't want to say you're being harsh on them. At the start of the season, if they said they were going to finish fourth, just like that, they probably were going fuck yeah. Yeah. However, then you put the going out in straight sets, meet capitulation. If you look at that Parramatta team, and you know that they were building towards something, and they had. Yep. Last year, foreign and you know it was all going to be fantastic, and then yep. they've had to let players go. Um, the disruptions they've had to their season haven't been insignificant. So for them to finish off the year, you know they lost Gutho, who had been absolutely phenomenal for them yep. all year. Then they lose his replacement, French. Yep. So they end up with the fucking fresh Prince of Bel Air in fullback. Who didn't disgrace himself, you know, and and had some some very very good moments, especially yep. in defence. Yep, you know, it was, it was very very solid. They had issues with their hooker. Yep, they've got Tim Manor in their team. <laughs> the issues with their manner. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you imagine? Ed, like, you know, you, your car goes dead or something, and he's the last cunt there at training, and he's like. I'll give you a lift home. Oh, well, thanks. And like he starts his car and he's... He's got the whole world <laughs> in his hand. A fucking Hillsong motherfucker. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Parramatta can look at that. And if all you ask of your club is that continuous improvement, there's still plenty of work to be done. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that Moses mid-year... As well, you know they they had worked a, out fantastically. You know, after you know had a, a rocky start or a, you know yeah. probably substandard yeah, start, know. but he certainly worked out. And again, you got substandard finish as well, I guess. Uh, you got a halves pairing with you know, half a season experience together. Yeah. So there's um yeah they I'm sure yeah, they would have liked to have gone I, a bit I deeper. Think, I think that their their start of the season goals, if they knew mm. the the injuries and the things they'd have to overcome, I think that at the start of the season they would have been delighted to say if they, they were told you know that they were going to finish fourth. Yeah. However. The finals campaign massively disappointing, massively. Yeah. Why is fucking Takarangi still a centre? Why is Takarangi still a thing? Oh, fucking annoying. I just look at him annoys me. I don't know why. Yeah. Just so fucking annoying. Yeah. It's like a Drexel. <laughs> That's a try. He's, fucking, he's Gary Oldman in True Romance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know, again, Cowboys. It's, an, it's an, a new season. May as well be in the finals. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they can just coast home on the on on, on emotion mm. and uh, just yeah, go for it. Uh, Rishay Rishi. Uh, the city name Parramatta means where the eels lie down. Just saying. Nice. Alpha Ben RL. Uh, the aftermath of the Hess try having no penalties is gobsmacking. Agreed. Not just penalties, but fucking. I mean, there was le- legit punches thrown. Yeah. Was it fucking Mao getting prison 
Yeah. Like, I'm sure he fucking. I'm sure he's pulled. He's done the thing where he's fucking dropped the knife into his hand, stabbed the dude, walked off, handed it to someone else, handed it to someone else, and then eventually some dude on the way to the pylons ends up with the fucking shake, drops it in the bin on the way past. <laughs> That'd be the greatest fight ever. Like just oh, someone shanked someone on the field. No, no, no but just like Rab, Rab's going out of his mind. Yeah. Oh, I. How did a lunch tray get on the field? He's beating him with a lunch tray from a cafeteria. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but I, yeah, that was that's that's the one thing. That's probably the biggest thing for refereeing this weekend. It's the finals. I get it. Blah blah. There's high stakes. There's been Symbians in the finals. Is yeah, twice. Yeah, twice this this series. Fucking fucking use it when it's supposed to be used, man. I mean, there was that blatant elbow from Alvaro in the first week yeah. of the finals. It went completely unpunished. So. You know, sort yourselves out, cunts. Mm. Rob sold out. Good night, boys. See you next year. Always at your back. We'll still criticise. Hashtag science of selling yourself short. Life is a thigh day. Cowboys playing with a bigger heart than Farlap. R.I.P. May we track down your killer, you legendary beast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Manley fan. I just did a piss and it attacked the toilet more effectively than the Parramatta Eels attacked the Cowboys line tonight. <laughs> That's interchangeable, that one. That one could have been for the Penrith game, really. Okay, back again. One week removed or several days removed from uh, the tragic (laughs) end of her season. And I guess by extension, the cheerleading career as well. We Welcome back. Sad, sad Nat. Oh, that's happy Nat. Okay. I'm happy Nat. Had a good day. <laughs> so how are you feeling? Yeah. It's all it's all it's all come to an end. The, the Penrith Panthers season's over, and uh, by extension, yeah. Unless you do, unless you you know do an Alfie Langer and get dragged back. No, I don't think so. That's it for the <laughs> no, cheerleading. No, I'm feeling good. Like about Panthers, I'm feeling um good about that whole um situation. I thought we played okay. Um, and then about like cheerleading when I was like up, I uploaded on Instagram saying that I was finished and stuff and like, I was dead set, like cry my eyes out, which was a bit embarrassing. Um, but I'm a bit over it now. I'm like, I'm all good now. I'm like, okay, that part of life is over. (laughs) The golden years. So, 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 so with the, with the cheerleaders and this is, this goes for every year, but I mean, is it like a mad Monday for cheerleaders? Yeah. So we kind of thought it was going to be, um, last week <laughs> so yep. we got a hotel like when we played Allianz we got like a hotel around the corner um we planned this big night out um like my group of friends and stuff um and then we won so <laughs> like that was meant to be like our kind of mad monday kind of situation and then we did it anyway um and then yep. we're going out um we've got a few things planned coming up actually um we're going out um to the races in a few weeks so yeah we'll okay. see what happens yeah so yeah, usually we go to the races actually, but now there is a bit of like a, an age cap kind of situation in the squad at the moment. Like a few of them are really young. They're like 18, 19, 20. Oh, and then okay. like me and my friends are like 24, 25, 26, 27. So it's kind of like a bit yep. of a difference in like what you want to really do and stuff. So Sure. It's because it's about the team. Yeah. What the team wants to do. Yeah. These rookies need to learn. Yeah, they do. They're gonna, <laughs> they miss the guidance. They miss the, the guidance of the old girls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll tell you, I guess the first thing, okay, so Penrith's out, are you hitching Are you hitching your bandwagon to any team, or are you just Cowboys. like you, like Cowboys. for me, oh gee, wow, no hesitation, Cowboys. I'm obsessed with them, I think they are just the best thing ever, the Cowboys, like I've always liked them, oh, but like, I'm, I'm obsessed yep. with them, 
Like, get, get me dirty. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, how, how, quickly, how quickly things change. <laughs> I just think they're great. I just think what they've done this year is so great. Um, and there's a whole bunch of Vex Panthers there, so there's a bit of a soft spot yeah, there true. as well, of course. So um, true, I just think they're, I think they're excellent. Like, I feel like there's no one on that team where you, just, you, you really hate. Like, everyone's just like, oh, I like you, like everybody. So, um, yeah, no, I'm a fan, big fan. That's excellent. Yeah, I mean, if if, if I had to, I, I know that I always sort of say like I'm not I'm not hitching my bandwagon to anybody. I don't care about any other team except for Manly. However, yeah. you always find you go into these games, and when two teams start playing, shit. Even in 2012, when my two most hated teams, Dogs and Storm, oh, were playing, yeah. I was like, I don't even want to watch this game. I hate them both so yeah. much. But then the game starts, and then you're like, you, you find and yourself, you find yourself mm-hmm. going for a team. Like you want one, you, you you find out really quickly. You learn a lot about yourself. Exactly. You find out really quickly that you're actually willing one team to win over another one when you didn't think there was any chance I'm, of that. So I'm not exaggerating when I say seeing Parramatta get bottled out of the finals in the straight sets was worth a Panthers. Like that was worth a Panthers win to me. So I was <laughs> <laughs> like. I was literally, you would have thought that Cowboys were my team and Cowboys had just gotten through purely because they knocked out yeah. Parramatta. It was amazing. Like, I don't think we've got many Parramatta fans. Do we really have many Parramatta fans who listen? We do. We do have, yeah, we do have a few. A I few? mean, this year more than last. Yeah. Yeah, of course. They they tend to, they tend to ebb and flow. They but there's do. quite, there's, I mean, they, 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 are, they, are quite a, they are quite a well-supported team, really, because they're one of those, you know... Powerhouse. They had like a, yeah. you know, they're a team that's had like a powerhouse generation, and that, yeah. and, you know, through the eighties, and that, and that attracts a certain level of fan. And then, you know, they have kids who are then dragged. My God, know, when I was growing up, everyone well, so. supported Parramatta. Everyone. Yeah. And I think I've like constantly got this chip on my shoulder because of it. But there's a few people I just don't yep. like in that team. Like I, I don't like. No one likes Moses. Oh, they're very, very hateable. Yeah, very I hateable. don't like Kenny Edwards. He's annoying. On many counts. Like I yep. just, I just. There's a whole bunch of them, and they just whinge all the time. And I like Bud Arthur. That's about where it stops. Um, so yeah, I didn't even like him. Yeah, he too. I just, I, don't know, I just thought <laughs> there you go. You just hate all of them. But um, and yeah, so it was amazing. And Cowboys played such a good game as well. Yeah. Um, they not only did they lose, they lost in embarrassing fashion. I felt like I thought they just really played like shit. They played really badly. You know, they were like dropping. It was ball. a pretty meek capitulation, considering how well that they competed against the Storm. Yeah, they were awesome against the Storm. It was pretty really meek. good. It's like they play their grand final. Their grand final always is a two-point loss to the well. Storm when the Storm have a guy in the bin. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just... You know what I mean? Like, they, they, yeah. that, that was their grand final. But Amazing. then you think, well, have Cowboys played? I don't think so. I think Cowboys have got another one in them. I really do. Well, I mean, you know, their grand final was, you know, it was the week before, wasn't the it? Their grand final was the before that. Like, and, five you know? grand finals in a row, and they just keep turning up. Um, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't really been that impressed. I don't think the Roosters were that impressive when they played Brisbane last week. Um, so no, they're impressive. In, they're impressive in in they've got large portions of super impressive play. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I don't think their top level is is better than anyone else's. But it's a good. They've, they've got a very good top level. Yeah. But they can only keep it together for sort of fifteen minutes at a time. I mean, yeah. if they put it together for eighty, then great, they're going to go well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know if they can. And I mean, the Cowboys are just playing on. On on spirit, they really and are will to win and but passion, the way they, like, and they can maintain that for eighty minutes. Yeah, they played they played pretty well against the Sharks, but it wasn't like anything. It wasn't the best thing I've ever seen. But then the way they played against yep. Primata, that second half, oh my god, it was amazing. And, and their first half completion rates were hundred percent, like they literally hundred yep. percent, and that's good stuff. They were just they were doing everything right. They weren't panicking, which you see a lot. Like mm-hmm. I saw us, we panicked on the weekend, and so did Primata. And I think sometimes. Um, 
I know we, we played finals three of the past four years, so it's probably not an excuse for us anymore. But um, we still have a lot of players that were debuting in finals. And obviously Parramatta had, I don't think, I think one player had played finals out of all of them. And yeah. you see when you come up against your Brisbane, Cowboys, Storm, Roosters, mainly to an extent because they've got a few experienced players there, they, have, they, they kind of know what it's like to really take it to that finals level. Whereas yeah. you saw Parramatta and Panthers, like our attack was spluttering, like it was shit. Um, and I just absolutely nothing, like offered yeah, nothing. nothing. Literally, and our sets were just clump, clumping in the middle, and uh, you know. And I think that sometimes, like we just need to learn. The finals game is good experience for these kids because yeah. you know you learn that you, it's not finals. Is a whole new ball game. It's not the. It's really really different. And um, I think it's just yeah, some time is needed for teams like us, teams like Parramatta. Um, yep. to, to match it yep. with these guys because I don't think it's going to happen. It's funny that Parramatta have got some experienced guys mm, but they're, they're experienced at losing. Yeah, they're experienced at losing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they're, not like, they're not winners, you know what I mean? It's actually quite they're not habitual winners. How, like how, yeah. how, you know, and how bad is it that they are, they don't make finals since 2009 and they rock up and lose in straight sets. So they haven't had a final yeah. win since 2009. So I feel yeah, like and they had a, for that. And I feel like their side of the draw was kind of it wasn't set up for them. Because, oh my god! You know, that's, it was. You know, it's they not were so it's not lucky. possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, but I feel like that they definitely had the better heart. They definitely had the better side of the draw. An absolute and, dream. Uh, would have been. Like you don't play Melbourne until the yeah. grand final, and you don't play them in an elimination game. That is what you yeah. need. Like exactly. And the Cowboys who just exactly. were like on yeah. one leg, and they still couldn't do it. So yeah. Exactly, and I mean, even if and even if the Sharks had a one, they weren't they weren't going well either. Yep, definitely not. So they were, had it gifted, so, wrapped yeah, it up, great. and they fucked yep. it. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's that's the end of that chapter. I got some questions this week. Um, some some comments, obviously, as well. I mean, you would have seen the hashtag "Put your pom poms oh out that. for that." That was that, the best uh, thing I've that, ever seen. <laughs> That and Mark put it. Um, yeah, so it's hash, hash put your pom poms out for Nat if you want to get on board with that and, uh, and send send a photo. Um, it's funny this whole you know put your whatever out for, yeah, <laughs> for whatever. But um, that was great. Uh, we uh, have have one from Rob sold out, and his uh, his question is: Have your ideological, philosophical, or political beliefs ever affected your love for your team? Oh, it's getting deep there. That is getting deep, isn't it? Oh, uh, look, yeah, like not not my love for my team, but let's just generally say that some things that happened this year, um, <laughs> I wasn't happy with, um, yes. and it, um, I wasn't comfortable with, um, yep. and was happy that that didn't really come into the season because that person wasn't involved really with the season. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. So, uh, read between the lines, <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you will, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. and see if you uh, <laughs> can't come up with the right <laughs> so, <laughs> person there. Well for me, it's always when for me, it's always when there's like a uh, like someone who's had like a history of DV yeah. and like Manly have been very lucky. Mm-hmm. In avoiding that, and yeah. like they had some close calls with that Zane Tedavano, where yep. we sort of signed him, mm-hmm. but then he didn't get registered, or he got registered, and then or they decided not to go ahead with it, and then yep. ended up at East. But then they've signed Adam Fanula Blake, yeah, that's and cute. re-signed him, and so that's the that's the he's the first legit DV guy that they've had in it's years, hard, hey, recent like, definitely. Yeah, I, I remember um, when Robert Louis was playing for the Cowboys. There was a commentator yeah. in Townsville that like took a strike and refused when he was calling the games. 
if he had the ball, he wouldn't say his name and he just refused to call anything to do with him. And I thought that was amazing yep. because I would yep. feel so uncomfortable if someone like that was at my team. Um, same goes he's, for... I mean, that guy, he's the worst because, I mean, he also has the oh, additional... Friend. I mean, he had the two-year thing at the Tigers yep. where it was like he did, the, did it the, the same thing pretty much the same day, a year apart. Yep. And the fact he was even in a position to do it a second time after the first time alone and they're both pretty ordinary, yeah. like very you know, bad examples. Absolutely. Do you know what? Like I know earlier in the uh, year we were talking about um, Origin and I always used to say that like I wasn't um, – I was always a club fan over an Origin sort of yeah. girl. That's a big part of it to be honest because I do think there's a few players in that Origin team which I don't agree with things they've done. Um, Andrew yeah, Fafita when writing Free Kieran Loveridge on his um, – mm-hmm. that is one of the worst things I've ever seen ever and yep. I yep. can't stand him and I don't – want to support a team in which he plays for. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that that's something as well. Like I would literally find myself drifting towards Queensland because, you know, they they don't do – like they don't yeah. have like Ferguson in their team. They don't have Andrew Feeder in their team, yeah. you know. So um, look, I'm hoping next year they can – I mean, I don't think any of them are playing good enough to – to be reselected, yeah. so we'll just see what happens. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure for will find a way to get back there. But it seems oh, I'm just hoping yes. against hope yeah. that uh, that Dugan and Ferguson have, have finally punched their tickets never to never to represent again because after we the, actually, the extra stories yeah, that came out and their attitudes during the camp and that. And we actually have a few guys coming up that are going to make New South Wales likable again, like the Travoy Beach brothers. Yeah. They're, inc- they're beautiful people. Such mm-hmm. lovely people, and then we're going to have we're going to have Cleary as our halfback. With yeah, any luck? yeah, probably, and like a good kid, and you know, mm-hmm. like we're kind of getting people here. Like, hang on, these people are likable. Like, I actually, you know, they they're not for themselves. Like a lot of our New South Wales mm-hmm. team are at the moment, um, and they yeah. don't have massive blemishes on their history. So, um, hopefully, we can yeah, we can go in that direction. But in answer to the question, yeah, definitely. <laughs> It's hard sometimes, isn't it? Good, good. Solzy04 said, I really enjoy the Arsenal segment on This Week in League, and it'll be great to hear from you as a passionate fan from here on in hashtag retired. Yes, thank you. Can't wait. (laughs) And uh, and we've, and Ed Council Creeper, he's uh, he's said, so what now? What now? And we kind of know, I mean, but. If you want to lay it out again, what I'm doing, it. I'm going to. I'm a lawyer, <laughs> full time lawyer. <laughs> going to be, going to, yep. So, going, um, going into into the committing. Well, you're already 100 yeah. percent committed I'm to the like law thing. Let's be real, committed. but like really yeah. committed. I think um, a lot of people have asked me, um, like on direct messages and things like that, if I have if I've got a job lined up or whatever. I have had this job since. Like I've been working at Brighton's for two years as a paralegal and I've I've, I've been a lawyer yep. since May um, I've just been balancing yeah and you actually like you know since the time you've been on this show I mean yeah, you've yeah, actually officially lawyer, started like yeah graduated and started yeah yep but um, yep. it just came to the point where um, I just didn't feel like I was 100% focusing on it and I do really I love being a lawyer I really really like it um, and I do want to put everything into that so um, that's kind of what is the reason why I, I can't keep doing this anymore so um yeah so I, I haven't just gotten a new job or anything i'm just going to try and actually focus on the job so um, <laughs> five months later so yeah <laughs> so here's, here's here's one from me then so why a lawyer oh um because oh it's going to sound really silly but when i was in high school um i used to uh, i remember one i did i did legal studies and um you know when yep. i don't know like it's uh, as a girl um going through school there's a stage where like because i was always quite smart in primary school and, and that sort of thing but I didn't have a whole lot of friends um and then when I got to, to high school it was kind of like um I went down the whole you know forget about being smart you don't want to be smart you just want to be like pretty or you sure. have lots of friends and be popular um and oh I know exactly what you're talking about yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was like that was 
was my goal. <laughs> like from Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, I don't know, I kind of just, like in 11 and 12, I was like, oh, hang on, that's probably not a good idea. And then um, I remember I mentioned one time that I wanted to be a lawyer and, like, everyone kind of, like, laughed at me was like good luck with that um and then it was to the point where like I had um enrolled in a Queensland university um Bond University yep. and I'd already gotten into yep. the, that university into the law course before I even did my HSC um so I had something yep. to, like to back up on because I didn't think I'd get in in New South Wales um because the marks are really quite high and I wasn't like that great yep. um and then yeah I'm actually ended up getting in down here so basically the reason is because I, I wanted to do something that you know, I've always been a career person. I wanted to do something like really um, put everything into my career really. Um, and then, yep. yeah, that kind of just stuck out. I liked legal studies and I thought, all right. And then a lot of people said, I like, like, you know, good luck with that. So I was like, okay, I'm now I'm really going to do it. So, <laughs> so you got the determination behind that as well. Yeah. 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 So I was like, oh, well, here we go. So then, you know, I really, really, really like it. Like there's not been one day in all of uni, even, you know, they're really she days when you hate it and everything where I've thought, hang on, this is, I'm in the wrong career. Or I'm doing the wrong thing. So I'm really lucky there that yep. I just woke up one day and thought of the career, which has been really good for me. So Excellent. that's why. Yeah. Great answer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this weekend, give us a quick tip. Obviously, Cowboys are going to beat the Roosters. Oh, uh, look, I don't know. I reckon they can. I reckon they can ride this wave. Um, and yeah, Storm, you can't go past them, can you? So... How do you with the, with the storm? What do you what do you reckon about the game? Do you reckon that it's they're just they're, it's going to be there? Obviously, it's the one to get in the grand final. Do you think this is the one where they just sort of switch on and crush them? Yep. Or do you yep. think the Broncos can put up a decent no, fight? I reckon it'll be comfortable. Um, really yep. quick. I didn't think Broncos were anything flash against us. Um, we didn't no, really no, give it. Great. I think really they only gutted it. They gutted you on two individual plays. Yep, they did. Two busts down the side and mm-hmm. uh, and then otherwise a just you know, defending very well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and look, I think that yep. um, we didn't give it much of a fight, and then. Who did they play the week before? Like, oh, the Roosters. That's right. The Broncos, um, oh, that yeah. was a really good game, actually. I'll give them that. That was a really good game. Yeah, but even the Roosters were so far better than them they and could have put the game away with yeah. like two or three more tries. They just didn't. You know, they're dropping the ball over. Like, I just, just feel like Brisbane. And then they gave them that Blake Ferguson try to. Oh, that was... Oh, God, that was... I wish that... It's hilarious. I love I it. I love playing. when shit like that happens to him. God, it was funny. I literally almost <laughs> died when I was like, did this just happen or am I dreaming? That was what I was thinking. Yeah. But um, I feel like Brisbane haven't really had any tests recently. Um, and look, I know they carried on with with Penrith, for example, and the soft draw that we had and look what happened in the finals. Like we made it to the... Yep. We got done when we came up against a really good team. And I feel like Brisbane, yep. like think about it, before finals they played the Cowboys who were, you know, I mean, they tried, but they weren't in the form they're in now. Yeah. And they played Parramatta the twice and they, they lost to. Yeah. So it's like yeah. they haven't really, they haven't been in this big game experience. You know, they got a lucky, they got yeah. us, which wasn't really, like, I'd be happy if I had Penrith in the finals this year. Um, and yep. yeah, I feel like Melbourne are just way too clinical and they'll just knock them. I reckon it'll be comfortable the whole game. Won't be like a 50 0 situation, but I reckon it'll be a comfortable game for Melbourne. Yep. So yeah. awesome. Good time. All right. Have a great week. Thank you very much for your time again. No worries. Thank you. And we'll you. chat to you next week for the uh, the grand final preview. Yeah. Damn, it's come up quick. It has, isn't it? It's a bit weird. Okay, previews. And then there were three games before the end of the season. Yes. So, the first preliminary final, the Melbourne Storm take on the Brisbane Broncos Friday night at the Korean Housewife in Melbourne. The Storm, unchanged from their last outing. The Broncos, Boyd is back. 
Oates is named, and that's a little, you know, I saw some people, I'm um, having some Twitter conversations about that today. Uh, so no, that would bring, with Boyd's return, would bring Nikarima into the halves, Benji on the bench, and uh, Pangai Jr.'s back, and um, so that's Jai Arrow and uh, Mead uh, out, and uh, all, you know, in the in the uh, 19 and 20. Well, Jai Arrow, I mean, perhaps he might have a concussion situation to deal with as well. Now, Oates... Look, I'm not going to... I don't care about Oates playing this game because I feel that everyone would is different in the way that they handle head knocks. And if he if they've got a, a, a system that, they, that they, are, they follow to determine the injury to a player and if he passes all the tests that they have today, today, like as of this week, if he passes all of the standardised tests yeah. that they've established to determine fitness for duty, yep. then so be it. Does that does that mean that he's not going to be fucking have you know, you know, pissing his pants ten years down the track because of this? We just we don't know. That's the thing. So yeah, I mean, the argument is: do you err on the side of caution and put like an automatic? If you have if you fail an HIA, then it's an automatic week off the next week or something like that. I just feel that it's not it's not a one size fits all situation. And if he passes the tests available, which I don't, I mean, he's got fucking days to do that. I mean, I don't know if he has yeah. or not yet. Um, Look, that, that's the thing. Unfortunately, un- until there are NRL doctors, mm-hmm. you're never going to get a satisfactory answer on this. Corey Oates isn't Anthony Milford, though, either. He's a good player, but he's a fucking yeah. winger. Yeah. Wingers, they, I mean, Mead's not amazing, but he could play, they could put him on the wing. Yep. No problem at all. It's not like he's fucking the guy who's their only attacking weapon and they're going to do some underhanded shit to get him on the field. True. He's not Jonathan Thurston. You know? Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. So, um, although going into a, a what's going to be a very serious game, yeah, there is something to be said for the team as a whole, as having your best men out on the park. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, I feel like um, when you've got, I feel like you've got Corey Oates last week in the side, and Darius Boyd's not in the side. Yeah. This this week Boyd's back. I think Boyd, and then if you've got to put Mead in, yeah, that's 100%. still still better running yeah, out no, with a better exactly. side. You know. Um, and and I don't think they would be intentionally putting him in harm's way. But until the NRL fesses up and says, "Here's some fucking doctors, mm-hmm. and these are the guys who decide," and they're but if, they, but if they've got, law, I also think that they're not they're not going to be that callously indifferent to their own players' welfare as well, and like try to do it out like <laughs> you know what I mean. It doesn't have to be callously indifferent, but there there is such a thing as confirmation bias. Well, yeah, is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to think that the, the doctors that are charged with the the, the safety and, and health of players, I'd like to think that they're above that. But uh, Yeah, you would also like to think that Queensland police officers that know of a player snorting cocaine off a toilet seat would arrest the player. Well, this is true too. And so, like, if maybe maybe a player might fucking collapse off his head on pills on the dance floor at a club. I don't know. Monastery sounds like a good name yes. for a nightclub. And then be withdrawn, injured from his club game the day <laughs> after that. In about two thousand and four, yeah. I think. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. So don't don't underestimate people's yeah. capacity to. Skirt the sidelines, yeah, yeah, again. Um, in saying that, I, I don't think it, it helps much. Um, Melbourne aren't a team that a week off hurts, they're not one of those teams that go off, for, no. and it's just because they've been in this position so many times. 
Yeah, it's a massive. Very few teams and, and, and coaching crews would uh, would have more qualifications yeah. and experience at dealing with this very situation. Exactly. So they come into it, they know what to expect. The young guys in the team have the older guys there. It's not only, you know, it's, it's not a bulldog situation where Des is talking about when this has happened before and all the mm-hmm. players are going, fuck. Yeah. Um, They've been through it together, and not to mention you've got uh, almost almost all the forwards have been there, but more importantly, the entire spine has been there so many fucking times. They've been there every time. Yeah. Plus, they've been there every time for you know pretty much for Queensland, yep. Australia. Yep. <laughs> they've done it. This is a fucking regular day in the park for these yeah. guys. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, absolute professionals. And so, you know what? If Addo Carr's a little bit nervous, if if, if Goonie's a little bit nervous, yeah. I just don't think it's going to matter too much, <laughs> to be honest. Like, uh, yeah, it, yeah, especially since you know, again, like like we said, Penrith weren't absolutely fantastic in attack. The, the Melbourne Storm certainly offer far more potency. Mm-hmm. You would assume far more potency um, than last year as well. And to be honest, the the Broncos were not an amazing attacking unit last week either. Broncos, Broncos basically gashed Penrith twice. Yeah, that led that went went to tries. Yeah, two breaks, you know, fairly long range ones. They're like you know, probably about what you know, sixty meter. Yeah, 50 same meter thing. Breaks. It, was, yeah. it was just there was just too much space out. Yep. between a center and a winger. Yep, and boom, there you go. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. Oates is away. But you know, again, you you look at Melbourne, and there's probably a lot better coverage from the inside man. Yeah, in those situations. So, um, I think Melbourne. Yep. Do this one fairly comfortably. Yep, I would be inclined to agree. Next up, we have the second preliminary final. The Roosters take on the Cowboys. The Roosters, okay, so with the week off, we've got uh, Latrell moving to centre. Tupo comes back on the wing, Daniel Tupo, so that's uh, good for him. Um, and, okay, so Kane Evans demoted, Ted Ivano's named. It's a relatively stable lineup there for those guys. And uh, the Cowboys... No changes to the first 17, but I don't, I'm assuming it's a bit of Ducks and Drakes in the 21, Matthew Scott. I th- I, the way I understand it is that he's, there's no chance he'll play this week. However, then the, the other story that came out later today was, but if they make the grand final, he'll definitely be playing. I think it just, I think it completely nullifies the reason why you'd name him the 21. The reason why you'd name him in the 21 on Tuesday this week is to take all the story and pressure off the youngsters yes. and just have this Matt Scott story dominating and he yes. can get in front of the cameras and the microphones and he can talk about, oh, yeah, look, I've been raring to go. I've been out for so long with the injury, blah, blah, blah. Missed Origin. Yeah. Oh, I'm fucking keen. And just and just sell it. And then when they roll out the final line, out, line up an hour before the game, he's not there. Yeah. Failed, a, failed a late bid to start, you know, or something and like that. I, I guess maybe if you... you know, it, it'd have to change your whole interchange approach. Yeah. As to what you're doing, and yep. is the grand final where you want to bring somebody back for what's effectively their first game after a year? Yeah, almost. Yeah, so when you get injured, it was very fucking early on, right? It was when they played Brisbane, round one. Yeah, so it's round one. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, like, well, imagine, imagine if with Thurston, Thurston makes a recovery, can play grand final. I mean, just go like he's a. Do you go with the continuity, or do you just go? He's such a fucking big game player. He'll slot in where he needs to. You would almost have to to put it back on him. Yeah. You'd almost have to say that you know, okay, well, put your bet your contract on it. <laughs> um, 
Oh, you'd, you'd assume he'd been keeping up with some sort of cardio. Like he's not yeah, just yeah. fucking eating Pringles and yeah. sitting on the couch. But um, a, a bit of a danger game here for the Roosters. Well, it's a big, it's a, it's a big danger game. I mean, this is a team yeah. with a, a ton of momentum behind them. Yeah, the Roosters. They were they was certainly far more dominant against the Broncos than the scoreline suggested. I mean, Blake Ferguson gave up that try, and yeah. you know, they, and they dropped a couple. You know, they could, they could have scored probably one by three tries, but they didn't. I mean, this is this, this thing where they drift in and out of games, and they've yep. got these these fifteen twenty minute periods where they're fucking. They're, I don't know if their best is the best in the comp, but it's up there. It's very fucking competitive. Yeah, and hard to stop. But then they've got this. You know, they fuck. They can let a team back too. And the Cowboys, one thing that they've shown over the last couple of weeks is that they're not they're not going to go away. I mean, even if they don't have the the same maximum quality level, yeah. they're going to give you like this eighty five percent level for the entire duration of the game. Yes. Well, I, I think you know in in that scenario that may be the Cowboys' downfall. You know the the sorts of situations where the Roosters are lapsing and they start daydreaming and not paying attention. Yeah. Teams like the Broncos that have that strike power, like your Oates and your Milfords, those guys, um, they can take advantage of those. Oh, yeah, but you're telling me that you're telling me like Tom Wallowain just going to fucking roll on through in that period of time. Uh, he is get another 200 meters in the last 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. of the game. Um, I'm not sure that the Cowboys are a pounce now sort of team. They're the sort of team that will just build and pressure and pressure and pressure and pressure and then and then come over the top. Um. If the Roosters and can blow them away, like if the Roosters can get like, you know, a good, you know, say three tries on them. Yep. I think that, you know, that might kill them. them. Yeah. And then yeah. frustrate them for 20 minutes or something like that. Yeah. Like I, th- I just feel like that they, yeah, it might kill the, kill the dream and, you know, you know not break them, but maybe just, you know, there might be the wake up and then they just start thinking, you know, okay, fuck, well, this is it. Which again, we they, had, they had every excuse to do that last week. Yeah. Um, it, what do they say? The, the most dangerous man's a man with nothing to lose. Yeah, that, that's what the Cowboys are at the moment. They're just going to get in there and it's true and go about their business. So. Mitchell Pearce, tremendous club player, but fuck, is this a club game or is this a big game? Yeah, true. he's not a big game player. No, he's not. He's proven it time and time again. And it will be interesting to see how the week off he's fans affects love that the Roosters too, yeah. as well. Yep. Fan. Yeah, that's a, yeah. East fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, there's a good five thousand maybe yeah then yeah, yeah, what, yeah then they got that bullshit thing where they're trying just to be like well we're the oh, let's Sydney talk about lab. that get it's, on the roosters oh and the NRL tweeting shit about it too doing the Homer Simpson hedge thing fuck out of here with that digi uh, in the NRL hire a new digi how about that okay hire, hire a new digi I don't know, the and, then, and then maybe and then maybe I'll I'll bandwagon East next time they're in his position. I haven't seen any. The NRL blocked me. How'd you get fucking blocked by the NRL? I don't know. I mean, I've blanket. It's funny. I've I've been blanket blocked by Triple M. Yeah. Okay. Like the Triple M NRL. Yeah. Danganane. Triple M Sydney or something. That's obviously the same. Digi runs all that shit. Fuck. Just blocked me on all yeah. at one time. I can't say. I, I, I don't know why I'm a fucking delight, but um, yeah. Anyway. In, in this is a really this. hard game. This is a it's a hard game to call. It is. I mean, if you're going to go, yeah, you play it safe. You go the favourites. The Roosters are heavy favourites, and they should be. Yep. And but the Cowboys have shown no fucks given 
about down on troops. No fuck is given about playing away from North Queensland. And especially in areas where you'd, you'd think that they'd be be weaker. You know, yeah. their, their wingers and centres are, are basically fucking second rowers and locks. You know, they, they don't have a bunch of speed and pace out wide. Yeah, Winterstein especially, man, he's... If, if he ever had it, yeah. he's fucking. He, 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 um, he, it was a long time ago. But you know, again, those guys yep. stood up and had a fantastic finish to the game yep. last week. So I'm going to go the roughy here, and I'm going to say the Cowboys. Look, the heart says Cowboys, the head says Roosters, but there's a lot. I mean, for the for the amount of question marks on the Cowboys. There's an equal number of different question marks on the Roosters. Yeah. Like, how do they step up to, to the next level? Can they do it for 80 minutes? What's the, is the week off going to hurt them? Does Does Letters have a a tough game, or is he a fucking penalty merchant? Yeah. You know, there's so many variables. What's Letters going to do when Tamalolo comes running through? Pooh. <laughs> 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 That's what I would do if he ran at me. So I think we're both saying Cowboys 13+. plus. <laughs> <laughs> and that is full time for episode 273 thanks for listening everyone as always you can interact with us on twitter so follow at twi league we're also on facebook dot com forward slash this week in league um, thanks to everyone who retweets and uh, and shares and likes and all that sort of stuff and comments on Facebook it does not go unnoticed uh, appreciate it a lot uh, iTunes got a couple of reviews this week let me uh, zoom in on these motherfuckers so I can see them because the text is really small okay the first one from uh, Ray Dam not bad five stars look if you can overlook the fact that both hosts support basket case teams that didn't make an impact on the 2017 finals, then I recommend this podcast. Although, in honest, honestly, I do skip over the pommy garbage and the chick, but the two main hosts are great. If you don't mind a couple of blokes who support underachieving, overrated hack teams with delusions of grandeur, grandeur especially the Penrith bloke Ray. fucking this anti-Penrith diatribe. It was anti both of us, but he seemed to single you out at the end of it, Ray. <laughs> fucking hell. You're speechless. You're without speech. I am without speech, but, you know, it hasn't even put up what team he supports. No, no. I mean, well, that kind of talk it has to be a Broncos fan, right? Or a Parramatta fan. Yeah, true. No, well, they wouldn't dare. Bagging someone about the. Oh, they talk about Ranger. yeah, and talk about no impact on the 2017 <laughs> finals. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> we got another five star one from Sharky's eighty five underscore crimpy underscore cravings underscore <laughs> undoubtedly the greatest podcast to ever come across the desk of the NAMLA offices this podcast is lit AF I've returned from my travels to Neverland Ranch well almost never I guess it's maybe sometimes and <laughs> stepdad told me to pass judgement on the Tigers the suckage continues great stuff fellas keep up the good work or you'll cop a chin to the yang look at that he's throwing episode titles and shit in Fuck there yeah. and like references Congratulations, sir! What a great review, Shark is eighty-five. That's a fucking chin of a review. Oh, and if you're in, if you're in Sydney, turn up, turn up to the grand final. I love to shake your hand for that wonderful review. Also, also Ray down though, I'll shake your hand too, and, yeah, uh, and you can and you can I'll introduce you to Ray. Uh, 
And you can call me Ray. <laughs> Tipping with three possible games left in the season, so therefore three possible points to achieve. We have Am I winning? So Lynn is uh is on top. She got one right this week. In fact, everyone in the top ten got either one or zero. So she's on one thirty eight, one point ahead of Mad Dog on one thirty seven. And it's officially a game over for everyone else because the third place is on 134. DSAP, Kylie, Pud99, Thacos. Uh, then we go back one more to TBI Dragons, Heavy Nova, Fabs, and Matthew Brella. So with three points separating third and second, it is now officially, if it wasn't already, a two-horse race. And so it's going to come down to... Uh, it might come down to the grand final. Well, this week it could be iced, realistically. And... Um, and then grand final it might come down to just fucking split split one go one way one go the other way and see how because you know how you got that for and against thing as well that accumulates and determines like a tiebreaker yes. it's fucking close too 300 versus 318 so it's actually so so That's even the margin even the margins they pick across there'll be two games where you pick the margin there'll be one this week of two yeah. and there'll be the one there'll be grand final so even those two games as well like the how close they get on that could determine the winner you'd, you'd almost pick your margin at one yeah but if it's a blowout and someone picks 20 and get it then oh, I can't see any, advantage either of those games being a blowout if any of them the Broncos could get smacked yeah true Melbourne yeah. are that you know they can get in that sort of mood yeah and the Broncos you know they, they're the ones to expo- um, expose the Broncos you know weak you know current form I just want to give a, a quick shout out as well to our longtime friend Mr. Wars um, for hooking us up with the tickets, very good seats. And Ten I, rows back, right, right on about probably about forty-three meters. Mm. Um, directly opposite from what I call brown paper bag tunnel. Yep. Well, put it this way: I mean, you watch the replay where Corey Oates got killed. That's us. In line with that, ten rows back. Yeah. yeah. On that side of the field, so um, tremendous seats. And we were with the good Broncos fans, not the cunt Broncos fans that were booing Tyrone May as he. Fucking that was quite field. fucking unbelievable. I mean, like, I've, I've, it's not the first time I've seen it happen, but it's fucking. Awful. I was surprising because because for a couple of reasons, like Tyrone May, he, he's not a cunt. Yeah. Uh, or if he is, he's been around five minutes and no one knows exactly. yet. Exactly. There's no one who fucking knows anything about um, Tyrone. But I, I did promise Sam a little while ago. He he sent some some figures in on uh, membership data and average crowd size. Oh yes. And I did promise him that I was going to do a little bit on it. Yeah. Um, but I haven't had time. Fuck you. <laughs> I thought you were going to do it now. I was like, be like, you fucking bring it up at the end of the show for? No. <laughs> um, but next week I will um, have some uh, some analysis and opinion for you on crowd size, member size. No, 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 no. You'll have some analysis and some facts. Not opinion. You're going to bring the facts. My opinions are facts. Well, I understand what I'm saying. You're going to bring facts. He brings opinions. And we know what they are. But hang on. Is, is there any other way to go through life than your opinions being fact? <laughs> do people not do that? <laughs> well, according to my experience on Twitter, no. <laughs> uh, everyone everyone does that, I should say. <laughs> it was funny. I um, My 10-year-old had been begging for Twitter mm-hmm. you know because he, he sees stuff about the show and he's yeah. uh, god that's even that's so even more dubious than well, many, I finally uncensored episodes I finally relented and I got him a Twitter account yeah and so he's gotten on there 
and he's tweeted some stuff. Yeah. He's creeped at Nat. Creeped on me. He sent me a DM going, oh, that that uh, that Rick and Morty thing is the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen, that Japanese dubbed Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was fantastic. Um, he slid into my DMs. And then the other day, I said to him, so, you know, how are you doing with Twitter? Has there been, you know, anything? And I was sort of fishing for, have you seen anything you want to talk about? Yep. Because he follows Mr. Wars as well. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and he said to me, it's really strange. It's just like there's a whole bunch of people there saying what they think about things and not talking to each other. <laughs> right, that's the... Fucking there's, there's bang a, on. That is a, a fucking uh, unbiased, just like blunt yeah, <laughs> assessment. So I said, well, look, that's, that's why the Twill Nation's so good. Because people actually talk to each other. That's it. They do. They do. And uh, some tremendous, tremendous times to be had for everybody. Then he called me a cunt and told me I was in decline. So, <laughs> And uh can't say he was lying. <laughs> oh, ouch. Stop it. Fuck you, Ray. <laughs> See you next week. Bye.